This is Ian. And this is Sarah. And this is All in Your Head, a podcast about you, me, and anxiety where we talk about mental health, life, and why does media always portray D&D players finding a demon or summoning a demon? They always, I mean, you know, you always I feel summon- cheated out, honestly. The last time we played Dungeons & Dragons, which was introduced to us by your brother. Yes. I don't remember any demons. We didn't summon any, not even accidentally. But in TV shows, I would say it happens 100% of the times. But you know what the difference is? They're playing different versions. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. I was going to... There's... I've seen wizards and warlocks. That's what Adventures in Odyssey, when Focus on the Family was really... Uh, Making sure that we all knew not to play Dungeons and Dragons. They had a whole they episode. They probably are still maybe anti-Dungeons yeah, and Dragons. Yeah, probably. Well, they had this whole... It terrified me. I literally thought that it was like bad to play this game because of the show. Meanwhile, I was like this small little elementary kid shuffling over to a friend's house to play Dungeons and Dragons. Yes. Just showing the difference in our childhood. I when think it came I to grew up games. thinking Christians don't play D and D. Like it was, <laughs> it was a matter of religion. It's, like it's, you know, I think Paul addresses that in oh, the I'm New Testament with the churches. Sure. Mm-hmm. No he was role like, playing. Of course, at that time it wasn't called Dungeons. It was. I'm trying to think of another alliteration. <laughs> well, in the show we're watching right now, it's called Griffins and Gargoyles. Uh, Riverdale. Riverdale. It's a real A plus show. <laughs> what about? Uh, let's see, Griffin's Gargoyles. Uh, Stranger Things. They are playing a version of Dungeons and Dragons, yes. which less summoning a demon, but I would say it shows the corruption of the child's yes. mind yes. of rolling the dice per se. You could mm-hmm. say. Um. I think those are the biggest three. I, I can think, think of. of another one. Uh, the There's so many, guys. There's so if many. You really, this game is I'd love TV. to have you guys send in other media portrayals of D&D. I mean, honestly, <laughs> what has D&D done? It's a bunch I, of like people who did drama in high school oh, who yeah. just want to continue playing drama. It's like what it felt like when we played. I mean... Besides, you know, the demons we just kept accidentally getting possessed by. But besides them, it just <laughs> felt, it felt like taking, like, an improv class. Oh, totally. A, improv- A satanic improv <laughs> <laughs> Improv class that's very nerdy. Um, and it's bringing in all the things that you love. I mean, the problem that I had with it was, like, I grew up on Lord of the Rings. I right. grew up on Narnia. I grew up on all these things. So, of course, I bring up, I bring Narnia with me and Lord of the Rings into these fantasy worlds with me. Yes. So, like, in my head, when I think of goblins or think of these creatures in Dungeons and Dragons, I immediately think of them as orcs from Lord of the Rings or the bad guys in Narnia. I never, like, I don't know. You bring in whatever you bring in to yeah. the game. So, I mean, like, how is that an unchristian? I mean, like here, I, these are like Christian thing, like Christian literature. I think by a lot of people that I'm bringing into the game oh, to like personalize Dungeons and Dragons. Oh. So then, like, how is it anti-Christian if I'm bringing kind of Narnia to this fake world? I Does that know. make sense? Am I sure? You see where I'm going? I see, see my drift? 
Sort of see what you're saying. <laughs> I don't I know if really, I really specifically explained it enough. I think great little way, kids are really good at playing pretend, and uh, we kind of lose that ability as grownups. We get too self conscious mm-hmm. because, like, I would play whatever weird adventure where we're fairies and playing it at recess in elementary mm-hmm. school, younger elementary school. We would play like these games and things like that. And you know, like, when you watch little kids play, they'll just be like, now pretend you're doing blah, and then they'll act it out, now say you're doing this. It's like that, but then, like, as a grown-up, you can't. You get too weird and in your head about it, so this gives you, like, the structure to still do that. Yeah. I didn't think this was going to be, like, uh, let's argue about why D&D is so great. I don't think it is. I'm just, we were watching the show last night, and I just was like, you know, D&D gets such a bad rap. Yeah, it's by kind of weird. so much media, and I would say because we both grew up in the church, also by the church, but it's not like the church like rules media. But it is an interesting thing of like, how did D and D get this like such this like summoning? Can the I tell demon you my theory? And Satan okay. world. This is what I think it is. If you guys are familiar with this phrase, the satanic panic. I'm pretty sure that was in the 80s. In the 80s, there was this whole time where people were really convinced there were a lot of Satanists and they were sacrificing children and all of these cults existed. I actually listened to yes. a podcast yes. about this. This and is I fascinating. that this just somehow got grouped in that thing of the Satanic panic. And so now it still it's has just that, that association. Baggage. Right, gotcha. the association is still. That's gotcha. what I think. Well, if you want to play Dungeons and Dragons... By all means, go ahead and it's play. It's about a 50-50 shot on the demon thing. Demon, you might end the world <laughs> by you playing you and rolling the dice. But it's you know true. what? May your odds be... What's <laughs> the, uh, um, may the odds be ever, ever in, your in your favor. favor. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because, um, you know, it's, it's on you. you. If the world know. ends, we're blaming That's on you. you. And what didn't happen in our game of D&D, but it could happen in yours. Based on what I've seen on TV. What are we talking about today? (laughs) (laughs) If you didn't know, we're a podcast. We do talk about anxiety, mental health, and life. Oh, yeah. You say that. And a bunch of... Yeah. But um, this week, we don't have an interview. Also, guys, I know we said we would come out every week. We're now kind of doing like every other week. Um, I think we're going to try to get back onto the every week thing. You're going to just have to live with it. I'm not going to even apologize. I'm 100% fine with the every other week. I actually suggested that at the beginning of season two. But Ian said, no, no. But we're just playing it by ear. We're just going as we go. You know, I am just the puppet and Sarah's the puppeteer. Well, obviously not because you said no. Oh, that's true. And then we did it every week. But then life You did give me like the permission but then you're like, in reality. I was I like, know. sure, uh-huh, uh-huh, every week. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, let's do that. I'll be a submissive wife, right. but... Mm. But then, in reality, we're doing it every other week. But we won't. I am gonna... I'm on board with it every week. We'll keep working. We'll just see how it goes. Yeah. I don't really feel certain about it. But so. this week, we found this article that um, the mentalhealth.gov came out with. Um, it's actually M-H-A... I can't remember the whole... It's just... The organization. They have a little acronym. But it's mentalhealth.org. It's a big website. They I'll do, put the link. They Yeah. They do a lot of resources. I actually used it a lot for social work at the Cleveland Clinic. Oh. Um, finding people resources. If you are struggling with mental health issues 
or trying to find a good counselor or find, it's just a great resource honestly it's fantastic and so they came out with this little blurb called mental health myths and facts mm-hmm. um so we really didn't have to do anything we're just going to we're showcase gonna... this little article yeah we and read give our feedback it. on what we think yeah. <laughs> You say those are facts, but let me tell you what my one anecdotal experience is. Yeah. So, here Let's we start. are. Let's start with the first one. You want to go first? Okay, so it's myths and facts. The first myth is that mental health problems don't affect me. Do I? Do you want me to also say the fact? I'll say both parts and yeah, you can do the yeah, whole you, next you one. you go for it. Okay. The fact of, like, the reality of it is mental health problems are actually very common uh, in 2014, they did a thing that, or they found out that one in five American adults experienced a mental health issue, and one in ten young people experienced a period of major depression. That's actually a lot. That's, that's a lot more a, than I thought. That's a giant percentage. And, okay, this is, I think, the craziest. One in 25 Americans have a serious mental illness like schizophrenia or bipolar disorder or major depression. So I think th- what I take out of this is that if you feel like you're the only person with a mm-hmm. mental health illness or you feel isolated and alone, chances are if you're in a room of 10 people or even in well, five people. Yeah. Well, no, if you're one in five, then you don't. <laughs> with yeah. five people, then you are alone. <laughs> but if it. you're with 10 people, yeah, there's probably, there's probably else someone there. else. Yeah. I, I think that was like the most interesting thing. Like I've talked about it and life now i don't talk about it i don't bring it up immediately the first thing i chat about but it is interesting when you bring it up how people are like oh me too you know like but no one's gonna want to initiate that conversation Mm -hmm. okay wait there's one little extra thing at the bottom that i think is also really interesting and terrible but it says also suicide is the 10th leading cause of death in the united states I don't know why I said United States like that. Um, but more you know, the, the United, United States. States, not the ununited, not disunited. Not the broken states. We're the United. It might feel that way sometimes. Um, but that is more people, more than double the number of people die from suicide every year than homicide. That is interesting. That is I crazy. think it also shows we put a lot of money into now nothing against the police, but nothing against criminal justice. I would say we put a lot of money in our criminal justice system, and we don't put a lot of money into, into our mental health right. system. Right. Like, maybe... Well, I mean, you could put money into the police to help them learn how to yeah. address, like, people who might commit suicide. I'm just saying, there seems to be a little... That's a pretty high percentage. That is a very high percent. Okay, your turn. Uh, okay, so this myth, I don't actually... Maybe I'm just in my own little world, or in a world where people... I feel like are a little more at least understandable mental health issue, but this I guess is a myth that children don't experience mental health problems. Um, the fact is that even very young children show early signs of mental health concerns. I don't know what uh, to me this one feels you like don't an. Feel like that's even I don't feel thing. like it's even a myth, yeah. but again, maybe this is just coming from a place where. I just, yeah. I don't know. I might be in my own little community or in the world. So, yeah, these mental health problems are often clinically diagnosable at a young age. Um, so, um, yes, children can deal with those problems. Yeah. 
I mean, I think, like, I can think of plenty of people. Our last interview, she was diagnosed with anxiety. In elementary school. Yeah, elementary school. Yeah. The thing that I think is crazy, I know you were supposed to read all these, but were you about to? I was I didn't find this one as particularly interesting, so you should do it. You should go for it. The only thing that I do think is interesting is the less than 20% of children with diagnosable mental health issues receive the treatment they need. Less than 20%. I think when I could little... see that though, because yeah. like my parents, like now looking back, my parents have said, "Oh gosh, they knew it as yes. a, me as a small child." But you don't. I mean, like you don't think it. I I think you go, "Oh, it's just his quirky personality." Right. Or and probably behavior. as a little kid, you're probably a lot less able to say like, "Oh, why am I feeling so nervous right now?" Or like maybe you don't have the words to really explain what you're feeling. Okay, myth three. I have heard this so many times. I actually think about this one a lot. People with mental health problems are violent and unpredictable. Ooh, I've heard that one too. Yes. And I actually think that. I somehow have internalized this one as someone who has struggled with mental health issues. Um, So the fact of it is that the vast majority of people with mental health problems are no more likely to be violent than anyone else. Um... Most aren't, and only 3 to 5% of violent acts can be attributed to individuals living with a serious mental illness. And actually, this is the thing I think people don't realize. Most people with severe mental illnesses are over 10 times more likely to be victims of violent crime than the general population. I don't Population. Yes. Hmm. That's that you is are much more likely to be the victim of a violent crime if you are a person with mental health issues or like a mental disorder. And I think that because okay, this is what I think. I think why we think that people with mental health problems are violent, unpredictable. This is where I think that comes from. I think it's um, people are scared because they don't realize that they know people who have mental illness because people don't talk about having a mental illness. So we don't think we know anyone. We think everyone around us is normal. Except the ones that we see like in the news, right? Yes, we except see, then like, you see people... Serial killer mm-hmm. or a psychopath who's like killed kittens or... Right. Okay. Or I don't every, know why. <laughs> that would, yes, be very bad. And the thing too is also like every every shooting, then we go, oh, well, did he have a, did he have a he- history of mental health issues? And I think it's, yes, probably a person who is ready to go shoot up a school has something wrong with their brain. But if that's the thing that gets in the news, and then we immediately go, well, the best way to stop this is to, okay. Sorry, this is actually a whole big thing. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. Continue. I think, I think you're on a good it's thing just, here. I agree that there needs to be more funding for mental health. and I. But I do have a hard time when there's a shooting and then people go, well, this is, proves we need more funding for mental health. Because I think that kind of reinforces this big idea that people with mental health problems are just all on the verge of Being shooting up a school. Right. That's interesting. Yes. Yeah. But then, I don't know, I don't have any other better solution, so... I And I do think, yes, there do, does need to be funding for this kind of thing. I just don't like when we correlate it with this so much. I wonder on the mental health being more likely to be victims of mm-hmm. violent crime because you are have a mental health... If an individual has a mental health issue, 
they are in a more marginalized population or whatever they're doing they might not have the economic resources they might not be and they might be a sex worker they might be I, i'm not saying that every sex worker is someone with a mental health problem that's not what i'm trying to say but that like maybe they're in other ways i mean i see are you saying like okay a lot of times from what we've read other marginal marginalized communities who are maybe people of color or people in the lgbtq community have higher rates of mental health problems and so maybe and but they're also maybe victims. Those groups of people are already victims of violent crimes. Yes, disproportionately. Yes. Ah, yeah. I think that makes sense. I was trying to like figure out why that was the case because yeah. I was like, how, that's a really interesting fact. But how? Where's that coming from? Again, I can't prove. We don't know. We're just giving you guys our. These are our guesses. Uneducated. <laughs> oh, they're slightly educated. Yeah, I do read about Opinions. this stuff a lot. Okay. Next myth number four. People with mental health needs, even those who are managing their mental health. Oh, let me start. Mental illness cannot tolerate the stress of holding down a job. I mean, you have a job. I have a job. I I think a lot of people have a job. I think people forget the ability that people are able to separate and put into different boxes and manage to do have a job. I don't Mm -hmm. know. I think... I don't I know. I think there I, have been times where your job has been... Um... Starting new jobs has always been difficult for yes. me. Yes. And I've been a wreck for, like, it'll be... I know that month will be a month of anxiety attacks. Mm-hmm. But it hasn't ever prevented me from holding down a job. Yeah, no, I think... I think that's true. Mm-hmm. I think you're... Yeah, and I think it also... I was thinking on the employer end of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I know where I work, they are pretty outspoken about resources for people with like mental illnesses. Um, so I'm sure that's not the case everywhere, but I think also there, hopefully some employers can think about that too. I think also, again, as someone who has, um, like people who are OCD, Sometimes that will be actually like in their benefit if yeah. controlled well yeah, that's for true. their job. I mean, Harness like, your superpower. Yeah, and it's like almost like a superpower. Or yeah. like me being anxious, I'm never going to turn in a project late. Or I'm never right. going to, like, I'm going to be on top of it like no other. I'm not going to be late to work. So there are some parts of like our mental health disorders. That make us actually fantastic workers mm-hmm. for a company. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. That's, I can see that. Throwing that one out there. Okay. What's the um, next myth? Next myth is personality weakness or character flaws cause mental health problems and people with mental health problems could snap out of it if they just tried hard enough. Ooh. I fell in, I've fallen into this myth You kind sometimes. of get this with yourself. Like if yeah. you just tried hard enough. Like I'm not trying hard enough. Like, if I tried harder, I wouldn't have anxiety attacks. Well. No. That is the myth. So the the fact is actually that they have nothing to do with being lazy or weak. And a lot of times people need help to get better. Um, And a lot of things can contribute to mental health problems, like biological things, like 
illness or brain chemistry, life experiences like trauma, or maybe a family history of mental health problems. But, okay, this is one thing that this says, and I think this is maybe there's a difference between, um, like, a mental health problem like, like, episodic depression or something and like a mental illness like schizophrenia i don't know if you can just recover from schizophrenia but it does say people with mental health problems can get better and recover completely so probably to me i assume that that means more like people with anxiety issues or people who are going through a period of depression i think it must I don't know. It's must looking at a subgroup of the population with or mental health issues. Maybe they're just differentiating between mental health problems and, and then mental, mental illnesses. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Next one's helping individuals with mental health problems. The myth is there's no hope for people with mental health problems. Once a friend or family member develops mental health problems, he or she will never recover. Well, Hopefully, you know, by listening to this fact, studies show that with people with mental health problems get better and many recover completely. This must, again, be associated with what we just talked about. Yeah. Um, Though this also then it says recovery refers to the process in which people are able to live, work, learn and participate in their community. No, and, it's not a death sentence by any. I no. mean, like even like a uh, serious mental illness like schizophrenia. I think people. Oh, I met I met a individual during my uh, clinicals who had schizophrenia, and wonderful individual living his life, taking his medication, normal individual. You would not have thought otherwise. So interesting. Okay, next yes, myth. It's not a death okay. sentence. No, yeah. You can go do things. You can live your life. Look at Ian. <laughs> okay, well. <laughs> I feel like I have the baby, kind of baby mental health disorders, but. Yeah, the spectrum is it's wide. pretty wide. Okay, well, next one. Therapy and self-help are a waste of time. Why bother when you can just take a pill? This is interesting. This is an interesting myth. This is this this is a loaded myth because I feel like it's anti pills. Oh, I was gonna say it's interesting because we've had a few conversations recently about how maybe therapy is an option we should be exploring, and I think this is probably maybe a myth you are living right now in your life. <laughs> I think that's fairly true. I think for me, it's the inertia and trying to find a therapist. I have been feeling fairly convicted that we have a podcast and I'm not seeing a therapist. Mm. Shall I just go on to the next myth? Moving on. (laughs) We'll keep you guys updated on that one. Your turn next. (laughs) I can't do anything for a person with a mental health Problem. Mm, I feel this sometimes. Um, that's a myth, though. Fact: Friends and loved ones um, make a really big difference. Uh, only forty-four percent of adults with diagnosable mental health problems, and less than twenty percent of children and adolescents receive needed treatment. So those guys, those individuals, really need their family and mm-hmm. friends. I mean, like, if they're not getting treatment. That's they're their most 
they're like important influences to help someone get the treatment and services they need. Uh-huh. Um, so friends and family can help them get access to mental health services, uh, treat them with respect, make um, a podcast, make a podcast, refuse to define them by their diagnosis. I mean, like there's a lot of things that family, I mean, I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for my family and right. friends. Yeah. Yeah. Next myth. Good one. Myth. Prevention doesn't work. It's impossible to prevent mental illnesses. Hmm. That's interesting because I've never really thought about it from terms of like prevention. I've never thought about prevention. I didn't even think of like, I don't know. That's interesting. That's an interesting myth. Let's read about it. Okay. So the fact that they say here is prevention of mental, emotional, and behavioral disorders focuses on addressing known risk factors like exposure to trauma that can affect the chances that children or young adults will develop mental health problems. So promoting the social emotional well-being of children and youth can lead to better education, lower crime rates, stronger. Oh wow, this is a serious list. Increased lifespan, lower health care costs, improve family. Okay, life. I see what they're doing. I'm seeing what it's like a way before the mental health illnesses. I feel like, like I if, okay. Do you feel like they're just saying if you make sure your children are well adjusted, well adjusted and are treated well? Yeah, yeah. I it's I'm interesting. Sure. I mean, okay. I like. I've got a few. Tell I've me. got a few opinions about this one. I like it. I definitely think that trauma has definitely. We see it in research and see it in the scientific world. That yes, trauma can cause and lead to mental health stuff, illnesses. Mm-hmm. Stuff. Wow. Stuff. So scientific. The stuff. The stuff. The mental health stuff. But I would say you can also have a wonderful, caring, normal right. childhood and still and still end up with a mental illness yeah i think that's definitely true so i understand that doesn't mean like i'm saying i don't know i agree that we should like everyone should have a good childhood that should be like a basic right like we should always be promoting but i don't know if that's fully going to i don't know maybe i'm being a little i don't know well okay is that like good that word for this i don't honestly know if facetious is a good word in this moment for this i think no i think <laughs> either i don't really know the word but but I know it it's sounds a big nice word. it sounds smart um I you do, know what i'm saying i kind though? of agree i'm kind of like okay just feel think, a little irritated by this i think yeah probably you can be a great kid with a great childhood and you might still have schizophrenia that onsets at like 23 that's a thing I mean, that happened to your That's uncle. That's a thing that happened. I mean, I wasn't there for his childhood, so maybe it was secretly terrible. But I know my grandparents and these. Your dad turned out pretty good. And, and his brother yeah. turned out. I mean, yes. like, I'm not to like. But then I can also think of people who I knew as little babies. And if maybe they had a really. Different life. Maybe if they hadn't been teased in the way that they were teased. Like, I don't think, yeah, this probably can't, maybe this won't prevent a serious mental illness, but it could probably, if you 
had a kid who you knew experienced trauma and you really worked to address it in therapy while they were little, maybe that would affect like how anxious they become or how easily depressed they can be as adults. Like, I agree. I agree. And you do see that in, I would say like, I don't know. We list, I listen to this podcast called my favorite murder and you hear all these killers Child, children's stories and most of them are horrible childhoods. not that the myth of everyone who has a mental health issue is violent yes and that was my argument is okay. like th- sure all these kids a lot of them had mental health illnesses but that's also no not saying that everyone who has a horror there's so many people right. who have horrible have had horrible childhoods but they don't go around killing people. Well, yeah, and in if the it's way, one in... And they don't always end up with a mental health illness. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what I think about this one. I mean, I understand I mean, where they're it's going a fact, at. So it doesn't matter what you think mm. about it because that's how facts work. They're just true or not true. I want to see their sources. I think they did a survey. I mean, I can look it up. Yeah, we'll have to look it up. So, guys, that's our little segment. Pretty interesting. Provided actually. by mentalhealth.gov. Check it out. I liked it. I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, that was good. That was good. And I think we had some interesting discussions. Hopefully. Yeah. I don't know. Let us know. What do you think? What's our freaking factoid? Well, this one's gross. And it doesn't have any alliteration with another sound. But... I was trying to think of one, but it included included a lot of profanity. I know. The only things I can think of... Also include profanity, so... And we want that money. Right. So, <laughs> this... This... This is also, I kind of feel bad because it's about Lake Erie being so disgusting. And I know we're not doing Cleveland any favors by... We're not... We don't want to shit on Cleveland too much. But we are, right? Literally. Gonna talk <laughs> with, about shitting on Cleveland. sewage. Um, okay. <laughs> So uh, the other day, I didn't even realize that I was like talking about. Never mind, that's sewage. pretty funny. Yeah. Yes, raw yes. sewage <laughs> is what we're talking about. This but, happens in Portland, though. So Portland, you're people, just as bad. Don't get don't get uppity here. Don't because get we high know and what happens in the Willamette. Damn it. Yeah, you go. it's disgusting in Portland too. There's a lot of white supremacists out there, so deal with that, and okay, then you well, can talk to us. To do with sewage, <laughs> they poop too. <laughs> <laughs> they all poop in the rivers. Um, Gross. <laughs> okay, so we got this. Like you said, this was in the news. That's how you saw it originally. It literally came in the news. It was showed up on my news feed. Cute. Yesterday, we almost took our sweet puppers Bentley to um, the beach on Lake Erie today, but because he loves the beach, he loves he loves running into the water, drinking it up. He's running back true up. to the newfie. Newfie yes. stance. He is himself. He is his breed of loving the water. They're all water dogs. So, but the reason we didn't is because there was a storm, a thunderstorm yesterday, and a lot of rain, and it created a sewage overflow. And there is raw sewage in Lake Erie right now, and it's not good to swim in raw sewage water. Or drink it, or you know, I honestly, I just don't want to be around it. I don't want to be around it. It makes the lake smell bad. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just am like, then the dog is. Wet, and then I'm like, this is a sewage dog. Oh, like, yeah. And he already kind of smells just, sometimes yeah. because he's a dog. He's a big dog. And he rolls in stuff. And so the last thing I want to do is to, like, encourage the smells. No. Yeah. 
That sounded like hell. Um, so yes. Then we Googled more to flesh out this fact a little bit. Flesh it. Get it? Flesh in it. Flesh. I, I said flesh. Um. Not flesh. Sure. <laughs> flesh out the fact. Uh, Too uh, Lake Erie. <laughs> yes. And want to know a gross thing. It gets grosser, guys. Okay, this is so, not a one-time thing. <laughs> so basically this whole that I, I was looking stuff up, up, up about it and everything that was like, was like, yeah, it's gross, but it was way worse in the 70s, which is also like, that's when the river caught on fire. That was a thing in Cleveland. It happened more than once, but it happened mostly in the 70s. And so in 1972, yearly sewage overflows was 9 billion gallons. 9 billion gallons. That is nuts. It has decreased. It's decreased. We're all good. So we're like, that's great, good news. Decreased to... 4.5 4.5 billion gallons a year. Well, you know, isn't it's, that we're horrifying? Almost, we're at half. We cut it. It's like so much less. Oh, but my it's still so gosh. much that you're like, well, that's disgusting. So we're never going to Lake Erie. <laughs> so yeah, I'm never. I always thought it was weird to see people like bathe in that water. Well, what's the craziest part is so the park that we take him to is called Edgewater Beach, and it. Um, there is one of those, that's where it's, if there's an overflow, that's one of the spots where it overflows. Um, interesting thing is that during the 1970s, it would happen 40 to 50 times per year. Yeah. But if we're cutting it back half the gallons, that means it's probably still overflowing. Like 20 times, 20, a couple times a month. A couple times a month. So the fact that it showed up on my news feed, that's not really interesting to no. news. Well, the thing, the it's thing, like, oh, it happened last week, too. You know, like, no big deal. Yes. The other thing I was thinking, too, is it <laughs> this article. I got really, really got high really there. Really Real false Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, other thing, <laughs> the other thing, too, was, like, it happened because of they said there was a storm and it led to overflow. But like there are thunderstorms here all summer, so and it wasn't a particularly drastic no. thunderstorm. We live in the Midwest where you have these torrential. I didn't ever understand it till we moved here, when people were like, "Oh, it rains," and we're like, "Well, it rains in the Pacific Northwest like all the time," but the Midwest rains are much more like a torrential downpour for like half an hour for half an hour and then you're done yeah like then the rest of the day will just be overcast very much different than the pacific northwest where it's like raining all day but not like a right so you would think by now that the midwest would have figured their shit out right with this literally the shit out yes Sorry, I just you really love, love that. I'm loving that. You really <laughs> love it. It's the one thing. So now I'm like feeling like, do we take Billy to the I lake? Know. Like, no, we didn't take him this weekend. But honestly, the previous weekend, it could have just had a sewage overflow. He could be a little sewage dog right now. Still, I know. disgusting. Yeah, come on, Cleveland, so get your shit together. Okay. See yeah. it. <laughs> oh my gosh, you did it again. Wow, that's crazy. What a funny joke. <laughs> Where can they find us? Okay, Mary? they can find us at, uh, well, the easiest place is to find us on Facebook. It's All in Your Head Podcast. Um, 
We are on probably anywhere you're listening to podcasts. Well, hopefully most places. Not anywhere, but most places. Most places. I actually saw that we got picked up by a couple other places that just like find podcasts and then they download it. cool. And then they put it on there. So I know I looked it up and I was like, oh, we've never done that. And then it was like, oh, they just kind of took it. So we're like on the big ones. So iTunes... Uh, podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Um, Those are the same. Stitch. I know. I realized <laughs> I said iTunes Podcast, and then that's not really what it's called. Stitcher. Um, Google Play, I think. Google Play. I and then um, who is our, the people that The do, SoundCloud? Yeah, SoundCloud. Yeah. SoundCloud's like you're going to get it straight from the source. So yes. um, that's another place that you can get it. And if you have any feedback for us, you can email us at allinyourheadpod at gmail.com or just send us a Facebook message to the podcast page. Yeah, and let us know if any of those facts or myths that we gave our unsolicited advice or opinion opinion about, um, if you really disagree with them. I want the drama. I want the drama. Drama! And tell tell us all your sewage stories. Yeah. Tell us about your city and how they deal with their sewage. Gosh, we are the worst. We deal with the... Cleveland's the so, pretty gross. Well, I'm just saying as humans in general. Oh. Like, we're doing it and people in Portland do it. Like, so That's much basically sewage. everybody. We are... No, I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want to go back to Bloomington. They didn't have sewage they, issues. Oh, I'm sure they did. Oh, I'm sure they do too. It's everybody. just never talked about. Yeah. Okay, we're headed out, guys. Bye. Bye.